Hello and welcome to another beautiful Friday on Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here's your host, Andrew Gomez. Hello, Dan. This is Andrew again and uh, it's another great Friday, as Dan said. And today we're continuing in our uh, series questions Jesus asked. And I've kind of um, simplified some of these questions uh, from the way they're written in the verses for the titles of the podcast. So this title of today's podcast is Do You Want to Be Well? And Dan is going to read us our quote of the day. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent men answered him, Sir, I have no man where the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. John 5, verses 6 through 9. All right, and and really, this question, do you want to be made well, is a question that Jesus, in a sense, asks all of us, because we cannot, of our own will, make ourselves well. I think it's important for us to remember that when Jesus did a physical miracle on um, on the behalf of people that he was interacting with, he was uh, doing more than just doing a physical miracle. He was imparting spiritual truth. And so as I contemplated this podcast, I wanted to think about that question, do we want to be well? And so the, these points um, are are kind of a way to expand on that discussion. So the first one is, we are all lost. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Romans 3, verses 10 through 11. And I, and I realize that this may sound a little bit redundant to people that have listened to the podcast for any length of time. However... It is fundamental truth that we are dealing with when we say this here, that none of us of our own volition seeks after God. Um, the Bible actually says in Jeremiah that the heart of man is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. So where does that leave us? It leaves us with the only real conclusion that we can draw, which is that if we have a heart seeking after God, it is because Jesus himself, fulfilled his promise that he made in the scriptures, in the gospels, where he said, the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And because God has sought us, he has given us a desire to seek after God. And thus we have, and thus we can experience wholeness and excitement in the reality that God, the God of the universe wants to have a part in our lives. Um, and then the next one is, we don't have the strength to save ourselves. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5, verse 6. To look uh, again at our example of this lame man, he was at the pool, and what does he say? He says, I do not have strength to get to the pool when an angel troubles it. Now, I find it interesting in that passage that it never says that the angel wasn't real. It kind of just gives us the assumption that perhaps the angel was real, 
But whether the angel was real or not, the reality was that the man couldn't get there by himself. And Jesus's question, do you want to be well, was important because if the man had not been asked that question, he probably wouldn't have been healed because he wasn't looking to Jesus at the point that he was um, by the side of the pool. He was looking to the pool and he couldn't get there by himself. So he would have had the continual reality that, hey, I I am lame. I have been lame for quite a while. And then also the reality is that if you look further on in the passage, you find that Jesus approaches him and says, do not sin anymore. Go and sin no more, lest a worse thing befall you. So while we don't have the details in the scriptures, it seems to indicate that the reason he was lame was because he did something foolish or even even more realistically might even have been downright sinful to end up in that position. Now, that's not the case for every healing that he did, but in that case, he made a particular point of saying that. So that leads me to believe that there was more at stake than just the fact that he happened to be lame um, by the divine will of God. And so I find that an interesting aspect of the story as well. Dan, do you have anything to add about these first two? Well, um, you said that it might be redundant to start off with uh, that no one seeks after God of their own you know, free will, of their own self. And I, was think, I thought to myself, well... Redundancies are good, so be redundant as much as you want. Well, I mean that is true because the truth of the Bible doesn't change. I think, I think that there is a reality to that that is so true that you know you you can't get sick of the reality that uh, I can't seek after God. That God somehow reached down and sought after me and said, "I want you to be a part of my family," and at the same time He says. Whosoever will may come. So we still, we, you know, we have to make a decision. Both realities are real. Both realities are true. And so it's very important for us to keep that in mind. It's also important to remember that we really don't have the strength to save ourselves. Because a lot of times we want to say, oh, well, I've got the strength. I can do this. I'm strong enough. I can do it on my own. I don't need help. Well, guess what? Yeah, I do. And then um, my the next one is he makes dead people alive. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6. And so in here, we see that he takes people that are dead. I think a lot of times we have this idea that we're basically good, that we have some ability to thrive apart from God, and we just kind of add God to make it better. That is a philosophy. But what he's saying is we are totally dead without Jesus, and he makes us alive and makes us vibrant and vital. Paul said it, another way that Paul said it, Paul was so eloquent with words and he was able to restate truth in exciting ways. He said, in him we live and move and have our being. So I think it's important to realize that 
the very air we breathe is a gift from God and that he's the he's the one that allows us to to live and he wants us not just to live but to thrive. And then next we have he cares for us. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. 1 Peter 5 verses 6 and 7. You know you think about the various miracles that Jesus did and often well almost always there's an element there pretty much always there's an element of obedience within miracles like the blind man who he healed by the side of the road he spit on the mud and put the mud on the man's eyes um and if the man had chosen not to go and wash at the pool of Siloam like Jesus said to, he would have just been a blind man with mud on his eyes. You know, he would have stayed that way. Or if the lame man says, well, I'm not sure I can get up, so I'm not, I'm just not going to get up off this mat. He, he would have stayed lame. He still had to act on the gift that God was giving him. And so I think that speaks so much to us because God gives us so many rich and wonderful gift, but a gift is not a successful gift unless it is received. I can tell you, I can put a $10 bill on the counter here in front of me and say it, that it's for you, but if you don't reach out and take it, then it doesn't do you any good. And since I've already put it on the counter and I don't have it in my wallet anymore, then it's not doing me any good having given it away. So basically it can just sit there and be a piece of paper if nobody takes it and uses it for its purpose. So I think it's important for us to remember that when God does a work in our lives or when God wants to do a work in our lives, we need to let him and realize that uh, he cares for us and to humble ourselves is the key to being used by him. So I hope that these brief thoughts have given you things to rejoice about today and that you find yourself um, asking Jesus questions yourself and and answering the questions that he asks you um, and just really having that 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 re- reciprocal um, two-sided conversation, two-sided relationship that he really wants you to have. Do you have any additional thoughts, Dan? Well, on to the the point where you're talking about uh, making dead people alive, you mentioned a very popular philosophy uh, among the so-called intellectuals of the world where they like to say it's old philosophy too, that all men are basically good at their fundamental being. You might have heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Where, where they where they like to say that oh someone wronging somebody else that's that's abnormal state of being that's not the way people are uh, have you actually looked at the world <laughs> yeah it is interesting isn't it uh, and the, the thing is it is a tricky thing because I do believe there's a sense in which we should look for good in people oh yes because people, can people do good all the time because people are made in the image of God. And because when you call out good in someone, it can help. But oh, if yeah. you get to the fundamental nuts and bolts of things, the Bible says that we're evil. So where where can we go from there except to accept that 
and then allow God to make us new. Because if, if we are fundamentally evil, there's nothing that we can do. Even Paul said, there's no good thing in my flesh, um, that merits salvation. Only through God can I be made alive. Only through God can I be saved. So I hope that this thing. You know, even Jesus said when he was talking about the parables, or he was talking to his disciples about um, fathers treating their children right, he said, even evil men know how to treat their children correctly. Yes. Um, and again, underscoring the ultimate nature of mankind. So some important things to keep in mind as we continue in this journey called life. Um, and, of course, we we do this podcast not as two guys that have it all together ah. but as two guys that know the one who has it all together and that's jesus so i hope that you have a wonderful weekend hope that you share these truths with your friends and i hope that you keep serving the best of masters thank you for listening to today's episode your host has been andrew gomison founder of speaking for him for more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com you can find andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com that's speaking the number four h-i-m you can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speaking for him and on twitter at speaking for him and when you look for us on itunes and stitcher let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review 